Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. and running it is good to be back refreshed ready to rock and roll as march starts tomorrow that is sean king i am tim murray mr king how was your uh it was excellent little vacay i i missed our followers our listeners but it was good to get away and kind of reset some very exciting college basketball i got to watch yeah without feeling bad for uh not being in front of uh, what occurred this weekend Whew. from an underdog standpoint as far as the outcomes. But, hey, excited to be back. How was yours, man? I heard you went down to the great state of Florida. I was down in uh, I was in your neck of the woods, or I guess sort of. I was just in, in Florida. I wasn't in your neck of the woods, not in Yeah, I'm not more in central. Tampa, you were more Pete. south. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was in uh, good old Fort Lauderdale hanging out with the, with the folks. A uh, little guy was loving life and 80 degrees in sunshine, so hitting up the beach. Got a couple bugs in his mouth. Yeah, so we had a good yeah. time. Good time, a little refresher, you know. But we're back. We're back, back, ready to and roll. ready to make you guys some money. No more days off for us all the way through the NCAA tournament, so we'll be rocking and rolling, and uh, the bracket will be in our hands, in our possession, in less than two weeks. Conference tournaments actually started today. We had our first conference tournament game started today and it's about to ramp up we'll have auto bids handed out this weekend sean we got a lot to get to uh we got nba action going on uh demar Derozan didn't score a gajillion points tonight so that was a uh, a bit surprising as the heat uh took care of business and and really hammered home the uh the uh the chicago bulls tonight so yeah we got we got a lot to get to yeah kyler murray's putting out hostage uh him and his agent putting out. See, some... I knew you were up to something in Florida. I did not think it was mentoring my cousin, Kyler Murray's agent. That was right. But, uh, it should be ex-agent, but we'll get into that a little later in the program. If you guys want to sweat with Big King a little bit, Puck Stradamus has a three-leg hockey parlay. I had over six in the Toronto Maple Leafs game. It's tied at 3-3, guaranteeing a victory. I had New Jersey Devils. They're up 7-2. to two. Just a little bit of time left in the third. And to close it out, the L.A. Kings. All right. At home tonight. So we'll see if they can get it done. Uh, hopefully that comes through. So uh, 
been doing very well in hockey. By the way, uh, some teams that kind of were under the radar are starting to make a little noise. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to witness my Tampa Bay Lightning was... play outdoors in Nashville? Yeah, that was pretty cool. NHL has to figure out how to get the ice right. <laughs> it seems like every outdoor game, like the ice is choppy. It looks like it's shaved ice, you know, everywhere. And it impacts the skating. Guys are falling down. Like, come on, NHL, if you're going to do an outdoor game, let's figure out how to get the rink right. Well, last year was at Lake Tahoe, and it was too sunny, so they had to play that game at, like, they finished it up at, like, midnight uh, up there at Lake Tahoe. But the uh, the pictures of it were tremendous. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right, so we got that. You're cheering for the night. Uh, the Kings. Kings tonight, yeah. Uh, I got, uh, we got Texas leading by three at the break over Baylor. Uh, this was a... Uh, a letdown type of situation for me to fade Baylor. Baylor, tremendous win over the weekend. Right now, we'll talk to Patrick Stevens uh, a little bit later on in the show. He's uh, one of, if not the best, in my opinion, bracketologists out there. And, you know, bracketologists now with the evolution of betting opportunities out there, uh, we'll talk about and we'll show you some of those odds of bet rivers and you know, over, under on seeds. There will be different places uh, across the country that will will have those over time. So, you know, pay close attention to some of these bracketologists. Now, they're projecting as of right now, you know, where everything sits at this moment in time. They're not uh, prognosticating. Their job is to figure out where they are right now, but we're getting closer and closer uh, to Selection Sunday, as I mentioned, two weeks away. So it could be an opportunity to maybe uh, fire away on some, some bets out there. So bracketologist Patrick Stevens, he will join us uh, later on in the show. Uh, so that will be uh, that'll be great to get his non. First time we've had someone on. Uh, your Dukies, by the way. We'll get to the weekend uh, in just a little bit. But man, your Dukies—they were the only team who looked uh, looked the part over the weekend. The amount of disrespect that's being shown towards my Duke Blue Devils will not be in forgotten. what regard. Gonzaga loses and still comes out as number one. Arizona loses and they're still number two in the AP poll. I mean, Duke should be higher than four. And when we get Patrick Stevens, don't lose on, to Virginia. When we get Patrick don't Stevens to Miami, on the phone, I'll be very interested about where he has Duke seated because uh, Arizona just lost to Colorado. Colorado's at the bottom of the Pac-12, so it happens. It's college basketball. They're they're young teenagers. They lose sometimes games that they shouldn't. Our loss to Virginia was by one. Gonzaga just lost by double digits in a game where they were routed. A on team the, that, by the way, Duke the has beaten already on a neutral court this season. So I, I just can can I prepare you not to get mad? No, at I'm not going to get mad at, at our, Patrick at our guest because I'm not going to get mad at Patrick. I'm going to show him there's a flaw in the algorithm. <laughs> That's all I'm going to present. I it's mean, your full body of work. I tell you this every single day, but when you make crazy ass proclamations like Villanova is going to be an eight seed, you know, you got to put you in your place. I a little. That one back. And, and what I said about Duke, however many weeks ago was they're not a one seed now, but they have a chance they to be. be and they do. And in th- a couple weeks ago, they absolutely weren't. And right now they're on the two line. And I think if they run the table, which is certainly very possible considering they play in the ACC, which is <laughs> are always taking shots at the conference. It's just a, it's having a bad year. Exactly, you're saying it like. But here's the thing: it's, it's a. But Sean, uh, but Sean, do they play basketball this year in 21-22, or is it a hey? You play in the ACC. Bless your heart. It, it, it's it's the body of work 
is what leads to your seed. And that's why Duke is If you is took the emotion out of it and said the ACC this year is having a down year, then I, I'd kind of get on board with your, your stance. But you say it as though it's a habitual thing and the ACC is bad every year. That's the... The the tonation I get. What are you when you make that about? that proclamation? Why would I ever? I could give two you know what's about the strength of the ACC. The team that I cheer for, Notre Dame, is in the ACC. The fact of the matter is, Sean, the second best team in that conference is Wake Forest. Wake Forest. They're probably a ten seed right now. But that's just because the bracketology is flawed. That's what I'm going to expose to Patrick Stevens today. How are you going to expose? flaw in the algorithm. Expose what? Expose what? I'll come up with something. Okay. Yeah, you better start working on that. Yeah, I'll come up with something. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where I was going. I was given. I was given your. Like Duke, Villanova has given, seven losses this year, and they're like a no-brainer three seed. Like, it's unbelievable. Because it's your body of work. I know. I, I know. You can Murray, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. I get it. Like, you can come up with these mathematical it's not, uh, answers and, and make it make sense. Then here's the At thing. the end of the day. Here's the thing, Sean. No one's well, lost seven games When you year. are complaining about all this, do you know what the good thing is? There's a counter right there that will take your action on Duke. Go bet Duke. Go bet. If they're so disrespected, go bet them. If you think Gonzaga sucks, I might have dabbled. Go fade again. I might have dabbled a little bit on the uh, fourteen to one. Good on Duke to win the national I, championship. I think that's a good bet. Yeah, I hope I didn't jinx myself. I because I, I normally don't bet on my Blue Devils. I think that's. I actually think that's a good bet. We'll and see. <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about what we do and what we talk to our our you know our listeners about is hey if you disagree then go bet them. Go bet them to win their region when their region comes out. Go bet what? them to I'm win when that the national championship. When the tournament starts, full disclosure, I will be fading every Big East team that gets in. That's fine. You should probably fade every ACC team, too. It's not going to be enough of them. I know. Not this year. That's the problem. Yeah. So, you know. That's fine. And once again, when we have Patrick on, be nice. But what he'll tell I've you. I've never been mean to a guest. Is ever. that. Villanova in the first two quadrants, which is what really matters, is 12 and 7. They have 12 wins. Uh, But those wins don't count to me. I mean, who are their good wins against this year? They got pummeled by UCLA. No, they didn't. They lost in overtime, but congratulations. got pummeled. Well done. Keep it up. They beat Tennessee. They just Yeah, Tennessee's playing better now than they were then. I'll give them that. Uh, Well, you know, they, they had a huge win at Madison Square Garden. I mean, this was this was huge. We beat Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse, you know, Sean. Power of the ACC there. Yeah, we just beat them by, what, 40? Yeah, so you had that. Yeah. Um, look, once again, the beauty of... Well, the good thing the is, beauty is, we Sean, have the conference you can tournaments go ahead coming and fade, up. You can go ahead and fade and them away. odds are starting to come out. Yep. And I think there is some very, very good value in a couple conferences on some teams that I think have a great chance to actually win them. Well, if you listen to this show, you would think that uh, there's like three good basketball teams. Based off of your, that's not uh, true. Every day, every night, this team stinks. This team stinks. Oh, they're terrible. I've never said like, you like Kentucky, you like Duke and Auburn and Auburn. That's right. That's three. One teams. of those three teams are, are winning the NCAA tournament. Uh, cigar bet. I, take, I get the field. I'll take those three, yeah. and you get the field done. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Put that one in there. I am. So you get Auburn, Duke, Kentucky. and Kentucky. Yep. And yep. I get the field. Yep. I, 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 li- I like that in. I like my odds there. <laughs> yep. 
We got it. By the way, this week, I think we have to take a look at all the cigar bets, put them up there for the people to see, and uh, see how it all all plays out. All I need in the championship is Duke, Auburn, or Kentucky. What is that one? Did you put it? Oh, you put a check mark. Rutgers over Iowa. Yeah. You got Duke, Kentucky, and Auburn. That's right. I got the field. Right. All right. We should. I want to ask. You got sixty-one programs. I have three. Sixty-five. I only have the three that matter. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, it was a wild weekend. Two of the teams that Sean just took in that bet lost over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we will get to some of the other teams as well. Keep you updated on games. That is the nightcap here on Beeson. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in this segment of the Nightcap being brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes dip or vape no more smelling like an ashtray no more spit cups and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with zen nicotine pouches are smoke free spit free and available in 10 varieties like spearmint wintergreen citrus and many more for your convenience each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you zen america's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King, Super Bowl champ, I am Tim Murray. Got some sweats going on, as we always do on the nightcap. Sean's got the Kings tonight to close out a three-leg hockey parlay. 
I have Texas on the money line against Baylor and plus one and a half. Just I, to, I, I think you're on the right side. You know how you can kind of like watch the flow of the game? It just seems like Texas has some bounce in their step. They're, you know, making their transitions on defense. You know, they're, you know, defending shots at the rim. You know, uh, they have like that feel tonight. Like sometimes I when so. I watch Texas, uh, they're kind of blah. But tonight they're into it. So. I'm pretty sure. I feel like, I don't know if there's an official stat, but I'm pretty sure I'm like 0-50 betting either on or against Texas. Yeah, sometimes there are teams like that. Can't figure them out. Yeah. So, of course, I went against them tonight or went with them tonight. Uh, this was a classic, you know me, letdown spot. Baylor looked phenomenal over the weekend. Now you go on the road less than 48 hours, and uh, we'll see. Uh, they jumped from number 10 all the way to number 3, and uh, this is a big spot for Baylor. Uh, what a win they had over the weekend. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, San Diego State, how about this game? We love the Mountain West on this show. It is a very fun conference to watch, to bet on, and a, a lot of people that I uh, respect – Following college hoops, they loved Wyoming catching the points. I was uh, I was a bit spooked. Yeah, I saw that line and I just left the game alone. So no, South, uh, excuse me, San Diego State was two one and a half point favorite, Sean, and that line pretty much stood still the entire day. So that game just kind of scared me, especially the game being at Wyoming. Yeah. So well, that's a, generally a pretty strong home court environment. A little, so. little stinky. Yeah. A little stinky. So, but then I don't trust San Diego State either. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah. And once again, I don't want to put the bad mojo out there of betting against you know some of my, my friends out yeah, there. I do it all the time. Yeah, I know you do because you're yeah. a hater. Uh, well, no, if you tell someone something and then they decide to do something else, I mean, that's on them. Yeah, it's like, so yesterday, Sean, you know, it doesn't say like, hey, welcome back from your trip. It's, you know, what do you like? So I said, I like Maryland plus four and a half, 2002 team is getting honored and you know sean didn't bet it of course they won out right no big deal so it's interesting because the correlation from sport to sport is so drastically different in hockey for instance puckstradamus knows if there's a team retiring a all-time greats number or putting a culture his is in the rafters you always fade that team <laughs> so it must be different in college basketball so that's why i kind of just you know stood my ground and said i'm a watch you know, it wasn't a, I didn't agree with you. It was a, that's so embedded in me when it comes to the hockey and, and how to wager on those, you know, kind of special event nights for the home team. You would think, you know, me being from Maryland, knowing what that 2002 team meant to so many people, maybe he would listen. He didn't. That's cool. You know, he doesn't like money. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, it was a good win for them. It was but, Ohio State, wasn't it? Yeah, good win. It was a good win for them. Terrible loss for Ohio State. Um, But... <laughs> But we're always honest on this show, and uh, yeah, I had a couple losses already today. I bet uh, the NEC is a conference that I keep a close eye on. They had their first ever conference tournament game tonight. Took Fairleigh Dickinson. I don't want to mess with points. They were earlier today three and a half point favorite, closed five. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna lay the money line. Gonna feel a little better about it. They led by 15 in the second half, Sean. They lost. How are you going to bet against a team called the Blue Devils? <laughs> I mean, that's what you get. Uh, Central Connecticut first, State. You the know? first the lead Blue Devils. of the game. Once again, I didn't mess with the points. I just, all I wanted was, uh, all I needed was Fairleigh Dickinson at home to just win the game, Sean. Yeah. The first lead. I am not joking when I tell you this. This is fact. First lead of the game for Central Connecticut 
State came with seven seconds to go in the game. Yeah. I got a little greedy That's tonight. It. I got a little greedy tonight in one of those kind of off <laughs> off brand college games. You know, my my email ding this morning. Uh-huh. And uh one of the guys that I know is really good at college basketball said that College of Charleston was his play of the day. Okay. And instead of me just taking the five and a half points, of course, I'm the CEO of the dog pound. You know, I take them on the money line and they, they lose by five. So, so your guy was right. I was wrong. You got greedy. Right. I got greedy. Sometimes you have to admit, yep. you know, when it's your fault. Yep. And uh, so that's where we are. So hopefully tonight gets a little bit better. But over the weekend, what a crazy, crazy day in college basketball. The top six teams in the country all lost. Texas Tech also lost. And then you've also got Villanova, who didn't play this weekend. The last time they played, they lost to UConn as well. Didn't cover or uh, did cover that game, I believe. So really, the only team in the top nine is your Blue Devils. They went on the road and they smashed Syracuse. But think about—I just, I don't understand the AP poll. Think about how crazy this is. This past weekend, of the top nine teams that were playing, Villanova was off. They were all on the road, and only one of them won the game. Now. Before everyone says oh, they were all upsets, I mean, I think our listeners all know because yeah, we a couple of those teams were favorite. Yeah, a couple of this Tennessee, situation. I think, was favorite. Tennessee was a favorite, um, uh, and uh, Arkansas was favorite over Kentucky. Baylor, I believe, was if a I'm favorite. Not mistaken. Baylor was a favorite. Arkansas was because that was a bad beat if you laid the closing number of two and a half, a bank three uh, from Kentucky. But you know, this this weekend. For me, I guess the biggest takeaway is, is one that I. I'm getting pretty nervous. Now, we got a good number at 30-1. to 1. I'm having a hard time believing in, in Auburn. I, their backcourt really scares me. Look, you look up front, Kessler and Smith, those two guys are, are studs. Smith is going to be potentially the number one overall uh, pick in the NBA draft. He was great, but the backcourt really makes me worried. Is their guard play good enough to get them to the promised land? I, I just don't know. I don't think the question is about Ability, talent, skill. I think the question is about maturity and discipline. You know, I've mentioned a couple times regarding Auburn, like I like the confidence that Bruce Pearl instills in his guards, but they get carried away a lot. Like one-on-one, deep threes, you know, getting the ball, driving full into the court, one versus three, you know, instead of pulling the ball out, taking it to the hole, turning it over. So that does concern me. But at the end of the day, the conference – Schedule is a grind, mm-hmm. and I think that's what you're seeing with some of these elite teams. You know, Gonzaga, they've been in conference play for a while. That was stunning. To a good St. Mary's team. Uh, uh, Arizona's been dodging some bullets, almost lost to Arizona State. It's had some games where they didn't play up to par. Colorado got them. You know, when Arizona doesn't shoot the ball from deep well, they're very average. They didn't shoot the ball well against this Colorado team and lost. So same thing with Auburn, same thing with Kentucky. Once you get late in the conference schedule, the guys are, are worn down a little bit. They're exhausted. I think the reset that is the conference tourney will start to kind of reestablish, you know, I think the hierarchy as we think it should be. But at the same time, teams kind of ebb and flow during the season. Some of these teams may have peaked early. You know, you, that's why I think right now, if you want to go out and grab Duke, not because they're my squad, but because I think 14-1 to is a good price because they seem to be a team that's playing a lot better. It's figuring out how the pieces fit. 
a team like Tennessee. We saw them dismantle, you know, Kentucky. Kentucky this weekend. That's a team that people. Well, they beat have, Auburn. This, I'm saying right. they, they crushed Kentucky. Crushed a couple Kentucky, weeks ago. right? And, and then beat Auburn this weekend. That's a team people had a lot of expectations for coming into the year. Arkansas, same way. You know, so these teams maybe didn't start the season as expected, but they're playing better. So I think as you start to wager on who you think can win the conference tournament, who you think can really make some noise in the NCAA tournament, look for teams that are trending upward. They maybe weren't playing as well early, but are starting to figure it out because those are the teams that I think are that are going to make the runs come tournament time. Well, I think there's a team, and you mentioned them, and their odds are down to 10 to 1. Uh, last Friday when you were – or two Fridays ago when you were at Duke, we had Jim Root in studio, and we had a, a draft, a futures draft, and we had to take two long shots. And one of my long shots was Arkansas to make the Final Four at 18 to 1. Mm-hmm. That's now down to 10 to 1. And, you know, I talked about the guard play that makes me nervous with Auburn. I mean, J.D. Note is – the real deal. And, and when you talk about elite guard play, he brings that to the table. Arkansas, to your point about teams peaking at the right time, feels like Eric Musselman's team is peaking. What are they, 15-1 and one in their last 16? Yeah, Something are, like that? They are. Playing red basketball. Gonzaga over the weekend lost at St. Mary's. Will uh, Dave Fleming was on the call of that game. He will join us next. It is the Nightcap on VC. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. Vsin is here to make you a smarter better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Com. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Just a quick check before we head to the phone line. San Diego State leading Wyoming by nine. Nine minutes to go in the second half. And Baylor has regained the lead. They lead by one in a nip and tuck game in Austin, 43-42. Over the weekend, saw the number one team in the country go down on the road at St. Mary's. And the man on the call on ESPN was Dave Fleming. He joins us right now. Dave, you know, Anyone who sees or saw that game and watched it unfold and has watched Gonzaga play this year, it was quite stunning to see a Gonzaga team be held to 57 points. Uh, What exactly happened, in your opinion? How does this prolific team, the number one offense, or number two, I guess, in offensive efficiency now, get held to 57 points? Yeah, it's probably a multi uh part answer. I would say one thing is St. Mary's is particularly equipped to, to slow down Gonzaga. They're just a real slow paced, deliberate team. And so they, it's very hard when you play St. Mary's sort of the way it is when you play Virginia and Tony Bennett, it's very hard to play the game the way you exactly want to play it. So that's part of it. It was just a, you know, a lower possession, slow down kind of game. So that hurts the Zags from that standpoint. And then the other thing I think really is and you're seeing it. I mean, you guys just gave the update on Baylor, Texas. I mean, late in the season conference games, 
There's just so much familiarity. There's so much tape to scout their tendencies to play to. I mean, I really, I, I don't want to say you throw out all the results late in the season in conference play. You don't do that, but you don't overreact to them because these teams know each other so well. Randy Bennett and Mark few have been going head to head literally for 21 years. I mean, they know everything about each other. And so the, the level of familiarity for St. Mary's against Gonzaga, the way to play the Zags probably higher than any other team could possibly possess. So I think it's combo of, you know, style of play and also just that incredible familiar. They just played a couple weeks ago uh, up in Spokane. Uh, that probably contributed mostly to what you saw from the Zags offense. You know, Dave, a lot of people nationally, especially the, people that live on the East coast probably don't get to watch a lot of WCC games, you know, cause they come on, you know, extremely late, you know, for our viewers and our listeners that may not get to see this conference, talk me through St. Mary, St. Clara, San Francisco, BYU. How many teams, first of all, do you think the conference ultimately gets into the NCAA tourney and out of, out of the rest of the teams, not named Gonzaga, who do you think's really equipped to make a deep run? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, because people aren't familiar with the WCC. The WCC has had probably the best year that it's ever had. I mean, BYU's been a little beat up. Uh, They've had some injuries that have really hurt them. But BYU is still a team that beat Oregon by, what, 40 in the preseason? And BYU finished fifth in the WCC. Uh, and, and BYU's got some real good players. Alex Barcelo is one of the better shooter scorers in the country. They got an excellent coach. They've got this massive home court advantage. They play in front of 19,000 fans every night and they finish fifth in the league. The league is really good. I think they'll get three. Uh, there's the potential for four, but I think a bunch of things would have to break their way to get four and, you know, putting the Gonzaga in a different category, I think you saw the team on Saturday that has the capability of going deeper. St. Mary's is not a perfect team. I mean, they're, they're not a beautiful offensive team, but I do think in a tournament scenario where they could, they, they should have beaten Wisconsin in the finals of the Maui invitational. Uh, they had some real good non-conference wins. St. Mary's can play their style and hang with anybody. The flip side of that is that almost that Virginia phenomenon again, where, if you play a low possession game in the tournament where it's one and done, uh, you know, a couple bad breaks, a little foul trouble, you you're just guaranteeing basically that you're going to play a close game. And so it all can come to an end too soon as well. But St. Mary's is a good team, legitimately a top 25 team, and they have the potential to get to the sweet 16. We're talking to Dave Fleming, who calls a lot of West Coast Conference games. Uh, by the way, Dave, just uh, a quick aside. Are you going to be in town? Are you on the call of the uh, WCC tournament at the Orleans? I will be in town. Nice. Uh, we don't pick up. We don't pick things up. The tournament starts on Thursday. Right. We don't do Thursday. We don't do Thursday, Friday. It's a long, drawn-out tournament. So we'll pick it up Saturday night with the uh, with a couple quarterfinal games, and then we'll have the semis on Monday and the finals on Tuesday. Yeah, and and for you've called that tournament before, and now with you know full crowds back in effect, uh, you know Gonzaga, it's, it's kind of been jokingly here in town that the Orleans has become Spokane South. Uh, who who will be some teams will that will travel? Will we see? I'm just trying to think. You know, will St. Mary's bring a good contingent for that other you know semifinal game on Monday night? What what's the anticipation for uh, the crowd level at the Orleans here in Vegas? 
Yeah, it's always a great tournament. And and look, Vegas is a big part of the reason why people like to go there. It's, it's tons of hotel rooms. It's logistically, it's easy for the people in the, in the WCC. So it, it's just a perfect fit for that tournament anyway. Um, you know, I, St. Mary's will definitely bring fans. Of course, St. Mary's undergraduate population is 2,400. So, you know, you're talking about a tiny college they don't have that many fans. <laughs> Everybody who's ever gone to St. Mary's could come to the arena and it might not be full. So, you know, it's a, a little different scale. BYU always travels well. So BYU will bring a bunch of people. The question is, can they hang around long enough in the tournament? San Francisco's had a great year. I mean, I'm sure San Francisco will bring some fans down, easy flights. Uh, those games are huge for them. The Don's computer rankings have them in the tournament right now, but you know, I, if I were them, I wouldn't be feeling just a hundred percent confident. I would want to play well in this tournament to make sure I punch my ticket. So I, the games are huge for USF and Santa Clara. Sean mentioned Santa Clara, Santa Clara is good, good, solid team with a lot of history and a, you know, it's a little bigger school. So they have a few more fans. I bet Santa Clara will bring some folks down to Vegas. Dave Fleming here on the nightcap. Dave, now I want to go to the big dog, Gonzaga. We've seen them over the last 10, 15 years really become like an elite program in the college basketball space. But we know Suggs is in Orlando playing for the Magic. Talk me through where does this Gonzaga team rank against some of the more recent versions? versions? Yeah, if you'd asked me that a month ago, I would have said that this team still falls a little short, as good as they are a little short of just to take the most recent example, last year's team that was one went away from the national championship. I mean, last year's team was a very special Gonzaga group <clears throat> Kispert and I, yeah, you guys have been around forever and ever tons of experience. And by the way, both playing in the NBA and Jalen Suggs, a lottery pick, and they had two lottery picks on that team and tons of experience. That's a pretty good formula. Uh, so I really figured this year Gonzaga was going to be good, but maybe not quite as good. And the X factor is Holmgren. Chet Holmgren is a, yeah, an impossibly talented young man. And last year's Gonzaga team wasn't a great interior defensive team. They were a great interior scoring team, but they weren't a great interior defensive team. Chet Holmgren is one of the most gifted shot blockers I've ever seen. And Gonzaga has changed as he has grown into his confidence level as a college player. I mean, he's got a chance to take him on a deep run. So, you know, last year's team was better overall, but it didn't have Chet Holmgren. And Holmgren is just so good and talented on both ends that I, you know, I could see a real long run for the Zags on the shoulders of the 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 young skinny seven footer. He's that good. Dave, before we let you run, by the way, make sure uh, to catch Dave uh, with the West coast conference tournament starting Saturday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday uh, on the, uh, on the ESPN family. Uh, we got about a minute. Drew Timmy kind of got eaten alive uh, by Baylor. Uh, is, has he tweaked the game at all so that something similar doesn't happen uh, in the NCAA tournament? Yeah. I mean, I think he's gotten better. Uh, although the numbers wouldn't say that the numbers are pretty similar. He's dedicated himself to being a tougher player, especially on the defensive side of things. Uh, you know, I look at last Baylor. Number one was just historically good de- defense. They were just such a good defensive team. Uh, terrible matchup for Timmy. 
And number two, you know, everybody, even the best players have one game. That's the mm-hmm. tournament, right? You have one bad game and you're done. Uh, I don't see a team out there this year that can do to him what they did, but he's not a perfect player. He's not a super athlete. Uh, he relies on his guile to score his points. So we'll see if he can do it. Well, the West Coast Conference yes. Tournament is always tremendous. Maybe uh, we'll stop by. Dave enjoy, and enjoy Vegas, Dave. We appreciate it. I'll be there for a week, so come on by. You've got <laughs> if you want to come say hi, it, it, it is a great tournament. There he is, Dave Fleming. It is the nightcap. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with the tw- with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out your bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only 19 bucks. Head over to VEASAN.com slash madness. And on cue, here comes the melt like a ice cream cone my son was eating down in Florida by Texas as they are falling apart here. This is just splendid to watch. Down five with nine minutes to go. Uh, and uh, San Diego State, Wyoming has become quite intriguing as San Diego State with a five-point lead right now over the Pokes. And they have slowly been uh, dwindled away. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good feel. That that's just a conference that 
Did you mush me on purpose when you said this felt like Texas is uh, is the right side early in the second no, half? No, like if they just all of a sudden some of the guys off the bench have come in and turned the ball over. <laughs> That's how Baylor's gotten this cushion. But I mean, they're still moving around. Still good. got still got chance. Yeah, Not energy over levels yet. right. I still would in in game Texas right now. I still think they find a way to win it. Uh, by the way, we're going to talk some NBA coming up uh, top of the hour, I believe, with uh, with Chris Miles, who is uh, who's doing a uh, NBA betcast right now. So we'll see if the game that he is uh, discussing is over. So we'll have to check with that because I believe he's doing something with the Bucks and the Hornets, and uh, that game has gone final. So he should be good. Uh, Bucks winning big over the Hornets, one thirty to one hundred six. How about? Mr. Ja Morant tonight, 52 from the Murray State Racer. Grizzlies win 118 to 105. And, Sean, we're having another one of those nights where it feels like uh, the favorites can't lose. They are right now. uh, You can't knock balls off the rim there, sir. Um, But just taking a look at the NBA, Orlando, one and covered. Minnesota, one and covered. Toronto, good lord, one and covered. Miami, one and covered. Memphis, one and covered. Milwaukee, one and covered. Sacramento. Favorites tonight in the NBA, 7 and 0 ATS. Yeah. So, big night. Big night to eat some chalk as uh, as the people would say out there. By the way, Wyoming coming around, coming yeah, back. I mean, if they're home they like close? it matters, you know that little. So I, I told you I've been inside that that gym before. It's it's a have you? It's a cozy little spot. Now it's very uncomfortable for the visitors. So this will be a really good road win for San Diego State. By the way, I mean here in town, uh, we were just talking to Dave Fleming. If you missed it, uh, ESPN broadcaster, also play by play voice of the Giants. Who who knows if they'll be playing baseball anytime in the near future? Doesn't look like it. Um, but. Here in town, we've got the West Coast Conference Tournament starting Thursday. on Thursday night mm-hmm. with the, and, you know, I saw I saw Paulie Howard do a bit of a rant on this, and I, I've been doing a similar one for, for years. The West Coast Conference, to an extent, has got it figured out. Because, Sean, when you're, now the West Coast Conference doesn't necessarily fit the billing because they're not a one-bid league, mm-hmm. but when you're a one-bid league, and you play two-plus months of college basketball to figure out, hey, who's the best team in our conference? And then it just is a crapshoot for these conference tournaments. And I look at a team that could get really screwed over is a team like South Dakota State. They're tremendous. In the, in the Summit League, they're 18-0. and And guess what they need to do? They need to go win three games in four days on a neutral floor. Now, that neutral floor is like 45 minutes from their campus, so... The Pentagon there in Sioux Falls, they should be fine. But they're a team, unlike Murray State in the Ohio Valley, that is not going to get in if they lose. If South Dakota State were to get knocked off by, let's say, Oral Roberts, a team who made the final, uh, the Sweet 16 last year, certainly possible. They needed overtime to beat Oral Roberts a couple weeks ago. I just don't understand why these leagues haven't figured it out, especially these one-bid leagues, because you know how, mon- how far money goes in college athletics. You get... A lot of money for every win you make in the NCAA tournament. The conference does. Right. So you need to rig the field for these conference tournaments. It just it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, if you missed it, go check out 
uh, Paulie's. Uh, so what does rant the West Coast Conference do that you like so much? The West Coast Conference gives a triple buy to the top two teams. So Gonzaga and St. Mary's are already in the semifinals. And if you're the nine seed Pacific or the 10 seed Pepperdine and you want to go on a magical run, you could do it. You just got to win five games. Gonzaga and St. Mary's, they proved that they're the two best teams. They have to win two games. That's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. So it's just when you're a conference, you get to do whatever you want. This isn't the NCAA tournament. You could make the field however you want. You could say the number one seed goes automatically to the championship game. So it's it's I love conference tournaments. What I was going to get to is here in town, West Coast Conference. The Mountain West is going to be fantastic. Is look, we're watching this every night, Sean. We're in here looking at a Mountain West game. You know, over the weekend, uh, Boise State and uh, uh, and UNLV. Yeah, good game. Um, and that's going to be at Thomas and Mac. Boise win by ten. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Pac-12 is going to be here. The uh, when does the Pac-12 start? So the championship will be in uh, a week from this upcoming Saturday, Saturday night. So I believe it starts on either Wednesday or Thursday. I'd like to go see a couple of those games. Go for it. Yeah. Saturday night. I might even like game. you. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I kind of want to see uh, San Francisco BYU on on Saturday night here in town. Be a fun game yeah. to watch. I was hoping that Gonzaga was playing over the weekend, but they're not. The way that the scheduling works out. By the way, I text- have some of my friends from the church. They can get us some good seats. All right, sounds good to me. Uh, Baylor leading. 52-51, eight and a half minutes to go in the second half. And uh, mentioned that Wyoming-San Diego State game, two and a half minutes to go. Spread implications certainly on the line as San Diego State leads 64-61. to um, We don't have a ton of time here. We'll, we'll save the majority of this for the, the other half. But I, I was just curious, your initial thoughts of the Kyler Murray <laughs> agent uh, tweet that we saw earlier today. First of all, you don't negotiate in the media. That's uh, rule number one, I think. And uh, secondly, at the end of the day, I mean, he's still on a contract for two years. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, what kind of leverage do you have? I mean, if if I if his agent had asked me my opinion, I think anytime. You decide to do something like this. You have to be honest with yourself. What about what are the positives that are going to come from it? And then what are the potential negatives? And then let's weigh, like, does it make sense when we really are honest with both? Like, from a positive standpoint, I mean, if they were going to pay Kyler Murray, they're still going to pay him. They're not going to pay him because the agent, you know, sent a I want the world to know letter out, you know. If they're not going to pay him, they're still not going to pay him. So I just don't know what the positives would be. But the negatives are people don't forget this kind of stuff. I think it changes the evaluation process from the fans and the organization as to the improvement level of Kyler Murray. I think it puts a lot of pressure on him now to come back and play at an elite level. And some of his deficiencies that have kind of been overlooked, I think, start getting illuminated now. And he's got to be very careful as he walks this these next couple of weeks because now you put yourself – in the spotlight. And if you're being honest, as talented as I think Kyler Murray is, uh, Tim will tell you throughout the season, I still think he has some major deficiencies when it comes to playing that position at a consistent level. And they have not gotten better since his rookie year, but the talent is still there. 
And I think he has to be very careful because Arizona is a, a, a good place to live. It's a team that has some good young talent. It's a team that he could become a Peyton Manning, Tom Brady type figure if he handles these kind of situations correctly. If he doesn't, and guess what? He's going to be somewhere else. And I trust me, I've been in that league. The grass is not always greener somewhere else. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the point of this. Uh, it, like you said, you don't negotiate in the media. It, it comes off looking absolutely terribly for him. And this isn't going to win you, you, you know, Cardinal fans and his teammates are going to say, you know what? You know, I read it. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm in. It makes sense. Here's where he has to be careful. He's in a athlete-friendly media situation. If the, he had played the game he played in the playoffs in the New York or Chicago or Philly sports arenas, <laughs> he'd be shocked at how much criticism he got locally. That was, uh, he was absolutely awful. More on that a little bit later on, but we head to the association top of the hour. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 